welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. We have been doing a series talking about different types of uh, services that you can that you can have, and the one that we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about a cemetery burial. Mostly, people talk about that as being a graveside service. A graveside service is is similar to a, a traditional service that you might have in a chapel, but you're having it at the graveside at the cemetery. If you're planning on having a graveside service prior to the body being placed in the ground, that's one type of a graveside service. The other kind of a graveside service that you can have is if you're actually going to the cemetery maybe a week or two or three weeks after your loved one has been placed in the ground. And there might even be turf placed back on top and you might even have a marker there as well. So let's talk about first a graveside service where the person has not been lowered into the grave yet. So how that's going to look is you will most likely have a funeral director there. You'll definitely have a cemetery representative there. And you'll, as you come to the, up to the grave, there's going to most likely be some sort of a box that's there. The casket or the shroud may have already been placed there next to the cemetery grave where he's going to be, he or she's going to be placed. Now, what are some of the things that you can do at a graveside service? Well, the first thing that you can have is you can have an officiant. They can actually speak at the service. And if you have a celebrant, most likely the celebrant's going to want to go to the head end of the person that's going to be uh, buried. And they're going to call everybody in together and they're going to start the service. Uh, you can have speeches there. You can have a eulogy read there. You can have scriptures and things read there as well. You can have people share memories. All of those types of things, just like you would have at a, at a traditional service at the chapel. Then there's going to be a time when they're going to most likely stop. And if People are going to be present when the casket or the person is lowered into the grave. They'll stop for a moment. They'll signal to have the cemetery grounds people come over. They will lower the casket or the shroud or whatever is going to be lowered into the ground, and that'll be lowered. And then generally, if a family wants to be able to place some dirt, place some flowers, that type of a thing in the actual grave itself, that would be the time when the funeral director or the cemetery grounds people will signal for you to come and be careful when you get up to the edge of that grave that people don't slip or fall in, but they can place flowers, they can scoop up some dirt and place some dirt in. People can come by if you have a rose or that type of thing, you can also place it at that time. If you're going to wait and people are going to leave and not observe 
the, the casket of being lowered. That's going to be the point when whoever's officiating the service will ask people if they want to come forward, maybe touch the casket, give the last goodbye, place a flower and place it on the, uh, the casket. That's where that would take place. And they would place everything there and then people will leave. And once everybody's gone, then the grounds crew for the cemetery will lower the casket into the grave and then complete everything. Sometimes people may want to also direct that flowers or a wreath or that type of thing is placed afterwards. You know, it's a lot of him to see the flowers on easels. They can be placed around the grave after the person has been lowered and they have closed the grave. A couple other things that can be done during the service. This can be done either when the body is still present or it can be done after it's been placed in the ground and maybe you're coming back two or three weeks later. So let's talk about some of those things. Some of the things that you can do at a graveside cemetery service that you can't do at a traditional service is you might be able to set off fireworks. You also might be able to have bubbles or balloon release or those kinds of things. I caution you to check with the local re regulations of the place because some places don't want to have balloons uh, in the air. Some places may not allow fireworks. But these are some of the things that can be done as you're doing a celebration of life at the gravesite. You can have some of the things that you also want to consider when you're coming to one of these graveside services is a few things. Let's think about weather. You're going to want to check the weather. You want to know whether it's going to be really, really hot. It might be middle of the summertime and you may want to have some covers or some umbrellas. It might be pouring down rain, so you may still want those umbrellas. It might be the time of year where it's, let's say it's it's an evening. You're going to be going there for five or six o'clock at, at night in the summertime. And that's about the time all those mosquitoes may come out, depending on the time of year and where it's located. You may want some bug spray those kinds of things. If you're going to have quite a few people and you're concerned that people aren't going to be able to hear people sharing stories or you might not be able to hear the officiant, you may want to make sure that you bring a portable microphone system. And so that way you can you know, project the voice to make sure everybody can hear. You can pass the, especially if it's a wireless mic, they can pass that around and then when you get down to little Susie, who's only five years old and she wants to say something, everybody will still be able to hear little Susie because you can hold that microphone. The other thing, if you're planning on having music, you know, if you have some music present, you're going to want to run that through that wireless uh, system as well to be able to have everybody hear the music because maybe there's going to be some favorite songs that want to be played. Again, double check to make sure that you're not, most of the time cemeteries are far enough away that you're not going to be bothering other people. But if you're having maybe your own get together there and having your own graveside service after the fact, you double check with the cemetery to make sure there's not going to be another service that's going to be close by that you might be interrupting with your music as well. So those are some things to keep in mind. You know, something that's a lot of people, you see it in the news a lot where people bring candles and light a candle. You could also, especially if it's going to be in the evening time, light a candle. You may not want to leave it burning at the, at the side of the grave, especially in the summertime. You don't want to have a grass fire, but you can have sparklers, those kinds of things. 
just like at a traditional service in a chapel. You can have prayers said. You can read eulogies. You can do a committal prayer. That's something that a lot of religions have in their faith is that they may do a committal prayer or um, some sort of a blessing at the gravesite. That can be done. You know, one of the things that you would never have to check regulations is if you were going to have bubbles or butterflies. So BB, butters and butter, bubbles and butterflies. Those are something that's really, especially the younger children think are amazing. You know, if you can get some bubbles and let everybody blow some bubbles, you get one of those great big things that you're doing, all kinds of bubbles that go up into the air. If you're doing a dove release, that type of a thing, I always recommend just double check, make sure there aren't any hawks in the area as you're giving that, giving those doves and letting them fly free. You don't want to have a hawk come down on your dove during a service. One of the most special moments that I have when I've done a graveside service is we had a homemade casket that was made out of plywood. And then we had all the children and nieces and nephews come up and they drew pictures on the casket. Some of them actually even placed handprints. You know, just they took their handprint and they put a handprint on the casket. That talk about a special moment. Talk about personalization and talk about a memorable moment that all of those children and there's going to some of them are pretty young, but I'll bet you they will remember placing their handprint and drawing a picture for their Uncle Scott. That was pretty special. Something, and this is, you definitely know that we're now talking about being in the 21st century. You could have drones fly over. Again, check your regulations for space and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it would be an interesting angle to see a drone come over the top and record the service as well. That would be an interesting thing that I think would be uh, pretty neat. I want to make sure I mention if you have a veteran, absolutely, if you can, make sure that you get some sort of a committal service, military honors for that person. It's special. It's beautiful. It's uh, tear-jerking. It's one of those things that all veterans know about it. All veterans have seen it. Maybe not all veterans want it, but all veterans can appreciate it, uh, having some sort of a, of a military honors. If you're going to be going from the funeral home to the cemetery and then having a cemetery service, you know, everybody sees it on TV. Uh, they get these big, beautiful, long processions, you know, going through the town and you see, you know, police escorts on both ends of it. And I've been in a number of those when I was up in the Portland metro area. When you get out into the smaller areas, uh, you don't have processions that often. And so double check, you know, you, you can't have a uh, an ad hoc procession where everybody just starts going and having one. Then they start running red lights and then you get a car wreck. That's the last thing you need is uh, having a car wreck or somebody gets hurt or injured or you hit somebody, you know, double check with your funeral home. Don't do your own unless you're getting some sort of an escort service 
and you've seen them. Those are the motorcycle cops or the rent cops that go up to the stoplight. They've already filed a permit to be able to go and hold up traffic at these. They fire, filed a route plan and they know exactly when they're going to be going and they know what lights are going to be stopping and all that kind of stuff. Let the professionals take care of that. Uh, don't just try to do your own procession. So just make sure you're that. That's the one last word of advice that I would give you um, as you're thinking about having a graveside service, especially following a traditional service in a chapel. If you want to learn more about burial options, uh, visit our website at BatemanPacificView.com. You're, able, you're also able to uh, email. You can email us at, at info at BatemanPacificView.com. Well, we have reached that time in our podcast where we take a time and we take a moment and we remember all the families that are experiencing a loss and we light a virtual candle because we're green in their memory. Let's take a moment. This has been The Last Track. I'm Brian Norris. You can find out more about Bateman Funeral Home at our website at BatemanPacificView.com. You can visit us on our website, and you can also leave us messages there, or you can visit us on Facebook. If you have any feedback or any questions about today's episode, you're welcome to call us at 541-265-2751, or you can send us an email at info at BatemanPacificView.com. We would love to hear from you. Make sure to listen to our other two podcasts in this trilogy. Thank you for listening.